And this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm joining this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a Weird Friends production. <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind blowing pandemic. To bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to the uh-huh. challenge. <laughs> okay, one more time. <laughs> Happy first tens. <laughs> Happy first tens. <laughs> yes. Hello, girl. Wow. Hello, crew. Hello, Challenge Yourself podcast family, all of our great friends out there all around the world. We've missed you so much. Yes, we bring you greetings again. Mm -hmm. Yes, and felicitations. As we start off. Oh, yes, and felicitations. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all didn't catch our podcast where I was talking about that, you'll just have to go back and listen to to it. Greetings and felicitations. And while you're at it, please do look up the definition of felicitations mm, okay mm, mm. yeah yep. y'all let us know what you think about that greeting <laughs> exactly <laughs> and happy oh beginning my. of the week as we embark on yet another week oh uh whenever goodness. you're listening to this it's the beginning of something so even if you don't listen That's to right. this at the beginning of the week <laughs> you're beginning something we know you That's are right. because the rest of us are too there's always something Absolutely. ending and something beginning so here we That's are right. with that that's right. Welcome. Welcome. So mm, it's mm, an mm. interesting first 10. It is. We've done several really cool ones. And this, who are unfamiliar, and this is your first time on Challenge Yourself podcast mm. listening to us. Thank you first. But also, the first 10s is our top 10 list of the week. And it's always something rather interesting and mm-hmm. random, random at times. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, we've done one on how to say no. Yep. So top 10 effective ways to say no, <laughs> top 10 effective ways to say yes. And, um, I think we did one on the top 10 things we've learned in 2020 so far. Yeah, we sure did. Yes. We we're, we've done several different right. kinds. And I think this one, uh, <laughs> that we're coming up with now, I actually feel like I need to get my mom on the phone for this, but right. <laughs> She already, I was just talking to her and she sounded like she was headed to bed. And okay. I was like, we won't do that to like, mama. You're such a party pooper. Oh, um, yeah, oh, she's, she's not in the mood for that today. I don't okay. think she was, she was smacking on some gum, which I'm like, I don't know when I've heard you smack on gum like that. Oh my God. I was like, you just trying to stay awake because you're falling asleep on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. All so... the mamas are dead right now over here. So exactly i'm like oh i think mine is probably watching her favorite tv show so yeah we don't want to deal with that either oh my gosh (laughs) what's she watching ice road truckers oh yeah something like that oh Mm -hmm. how fun Uh, yeah anything alaska or like wilderness survival whatever off the grid Uh she will be watching it i promise you i'm serious seriously that's funny Oh yeah, that's so so funny. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. the mamas. Yep. Well, I know. Aren't we talking about what they taught us today? 
Uh, we are. And mm-hmm. and I think that that's it. Our top 10 list on what what the, the top 10 things mom taught us, I mm. think. Um, and that's an interesting <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> oh, my. Because, you know, well, I'll say this. No parent is perfect. No. Um, I think they do the best job that they can mm-hmm. with the tools that they have at their disposal. <laughs> That's right. Like, you know, when we were all growing up, it was at different times. So, mm-hmm. you know, all the, when I was growing up, there was no baby Einstein or uh, what is this weird <laughs> stuff kids are into? Oh my you gosh. know, we had just heard about how, you know, some of the, what is it? The Google creators went oh, to Montessori school and stuff. And I'm sorry, I was a public <laughs> school child. That's right. You know, my mom, I think, was very mindful of what she did with me. But the reality is, is uh, while, yes, I think my mom and dad both really pushed learning and what have you, mm. um, I think nowadays there is such a huge I guess openness about mm-hmm. to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. Yeah, then that's it's true. you know, oh, we should be allowed to breastfeed in public, and you know, there's this the the push for like these really specialty um, care schools for mm-hmm. like you know before you even get to to kindergarten, like really like moms are standing in line with their two year olds oh, trying yeah. to get into like the best. Uh, kind of day schools for kids and and all the stuff and kids and learning languages before Mm -hmm. they different languages before they even get to to uh to school like to grade school so Mm there is this real push for all of this um kind of I guess achievement uh mindset I want my child to be the best child ever Mm -hmm. and I just remember growing up and you know i don't i i guess i don't recall the type of environment that i see for children now and i see unfortunately fortunately but unfortunately why there is a lot of social anxiety and i've talked about that a lot but there is a real sense of like i have to be perfect i have to do it Mm. right i have to i have to i have to and i know that i'm sure i had some of those things as well Mm -hmm. but the extent to what I see now yeah it's it's because of helicopter parenting and that whole idea of those of you don't know like the whole idea of um you know whenever my child needs me I'm there I'm there to advocate Mm -hmm. on them they don't have to speak up for themselves I'm gonna go and speak up for them do whatever I need to do be at every game be Mm -hmm. everywhere they are tell them what to think tell them what to say all of these things and so it's leading to a real sense of social anxiety yeah um there's that and then there's the whole um movement towards like um I want my child in Har- in a Harvard. I want my child in an Ivy League. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and because of that, parents are going to extraordinary lengths mm-hmm. to make sure that their child's resume is is great by the time they're ten years old. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, did you live yet? Like, did you skin yeah. your knee and no. and climb Mm-mm. trees and? 
probably can't ride yeah, a bike. You know, I don't see children riding <sighs> no, bikes as I often. Even. I think the most I've seen them outside is during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now I see people pushing to be outside. But, you know, it's just a different age. And, and I just want to really start off with that and say, yeah. you know, I understand people want to have this huge control. Mm-hmm. And I know that that level of control and what we're seeing really was born from what happened in 9-11, where, yeah. we, you know, as a country shifted and we had yeah. to turn inward and suddenly we didn't trust our neighbors. Suddenly we mm-hmm. didn't trust anybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, but but children are going to skin their knees that's right like they're they're not always going to get a perfect uh, report card yeah not every child is meant to go to an ivy league or needs to be in an ivy league environment No. no and frankly if your child does not know three languages by five, it's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to just start off by saying Ooh. that. Now, you'll hear me contradict myself <laughs> as I start to talk about what my mom taught me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the reality <laughs> is, no, not every child needs all of that. And yeah. I think that some people have gone overboard and really... Um, I think our children need practical tools mm. to be able to survive. Yeah. Um, to be able to thrive in America now is completely different. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is not a 30-year goal watch and retirement package kind of uh, mm-hmm. life we're living in now. Mm-hmm. This is This is the kind of eat or be eaten environment where you need practical tools to be able to live now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just going to college doesn't guarantee you anything. It surely doesn't. It guarantees nope. if you finish that you have a nice, cute diploma right. to put on your wall. piece of paper. Really expensive. Mm-hmm. It is. And I, mm-hmm. I value college. But mm-hmm. the reality is there's, there's a lot more that you need to know how to do. That's right. And that you need to look at so for me you know Mm -hmm. when I look at what mama taught and you know the kind of village that Mm -hmm. I grew up in I just think to myself well you know uh I I really had a good childhood Mm -hmm. in terms of um my environment the 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 way that I grew up and I wish that everyone Mm -hmm. could have uh, uh an upbringing where they could run in the fresh air where mm-hmm. there wasn't this worry about needing to have an alarm system and mm-hmm. things like that just were not a reality. You live yeah. a life where it's just beautiful. Like yeah. where you, you know, you're just, you just, you, you have fun, you play games, you yeah. enjoy your friends. You know, when you 16, you get a car and yeah. you go places with your friends and no one's worried about, you know, well, oh, oh, someone's coming to get you or, oh, you might get mm-hmm. shot and you're at someone's house. Exactly. Like those just were not, that wasn't a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I say to those of you out there listening, you know, we're in a different environment. We're in an environment of, you know, the Breonna Taylors of the world, the George Floyds, and our children are seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even have children yet, but, you know, can oh, you imagine mm-hmm. the weight of the world um, that just wasn't there and for a yeah. lot of us that in our formative years that lived through 9-11 you know I think we all changed yeah everybody oh, and yeah. 
that plus, you know, a racially charged environment um, that has been there, mm-hmm. but has been now videotaped or taped on the phone or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is, it, it's been recorded for people to see over and over again. Yeah. It has changed us. It has. And that means it's changing the way that we parent. Yep. So that's right. Top 10 ways. That's right. <laughs> that my mom. <laughs> that, that mama taught us. What 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 mm, were some mm, things mm. that mama taught mm, us? Because mm, she taught mm, a lot. Mm. She, was, she did. She, was... she did. Mama now, and I'm glad you said that too, because I think about some of these things in a I think I was uh, about 13 when 9-11 happened. So mm-hmm. my life was very different before that versus mm-hmm. after that going into high school, remembering that moment. So um, yes, now going into this list, you know, one thing that I thought about is I really learned from a young age, and I can go back as early as about probably middle school of how to basically do things for myself in a sense mm-hmm. of, you know, there were times where, hey, mama had to work, grandma had to work, you know, people, there wasn't anyone that was always around. So when it came to handling things at school, um, if I needed to go to the office and get a paper, I had to do that. Um, When it Mm -hmm. came to coming home, maybe you needed to find a snack or something. That's what we had to do. So we kind of learned in a sense of how to start to take care of ourselves. Right. So being a latchkey child, basically, which is what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, the, the term of like latchkey children. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I mean for me as well. When mm-hmm. I would get off the bus, same thing. It was like, okay, uh, take care of you, take care yep. of yourself. Put something in the microwave. That's eat, right. You know, be responsible for your time. Get your homework done. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to tell you that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that right. Get thing. your stuff done. <laughs> he said yeah. there was no helicopter parenting around here. So no, oh, no, yeah. that's true. And I think yeah. that was one. And you know what? I look back and I'm grateful for that. Because um, it taught me how to just to become being used to having to do things for myself and figure things out, I guess is really what it is. So um, mm-hmm. that was definitely a good one. Another one, I would say, really, I can say I learned this from a lot of my family members, definitely like mama and grandmama, but just um, how not to give up, how to just keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't matter how garbage things are or great or whatever, just to keep going. Yeah. And so that's definitely something I've seen, you know, pe- women in my family do in particular, since we're talking about mama, but I've seen the ladies do that a lot. Um, and so mm-hmm. another one was in this right here. <laughs> I remember my aunt said this one time, and I think she was saying this to one of her sisters, but I never <laughs> forgot it. And I don't remember what she was talking about. But I remember, oh, I think someone was being stubborn about something. They were like, I'm not doing that. Y'all know how it is. And so mm-hmm. my aunt said, you know what? But when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it was a first moment. Hope. It was, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And I really, it just, I always remember. I was like, <laughs> you know better, you do better. <laughs> That's oh, the hope. <laughs> That's the hope. We, we, we've, been, we've been praying that some of you out there would really mm-hmm. get that. But Hashtag, uh, that's I, the hope. <laughs> that's the hope. Because, uh. <laughs> I think I put up as a on my in my Instagram. Uh-huh. Some people who know better still don't do better, <laughs> and that's a whole nother. But but yeah, I mean that, that uh-huh. and I agree. I can agree with you. Like when you know better, you do better, and you and really it was put in terms of like 
when you, you know, if I tell you, then that means you know. So mm. then I expect you to mm-hmm. do better. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. really what it was like. <laughs> Don't come in here not doing better because uh-huh. I now you know. So you got one pass, one time. Uh-huh. So then I expect you oh, my. to do better because mm-hmm. now you know better, right? <laughs> so we shouldn't have this discussion again. Did anyone else's parents say, like, that's we so only need to have this discussion one time? Good. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's good. It. You had a discussion. I got a look or, you know, I, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't the, even the get look. an explanation I mean, of, wait, what? <laughs> yeah no oh yeah so you might like, just there, get there should be like, right you might just get popped which is you know to me that's that's knowledge too it's like that it was wrong like, yeah right like, oh okay so that that was wrong so Got then you. that didn't <laughs> problem solving skills girl didn't go over we both well. learned that. yeah problem that's solving right. was big my my well i know this next one is something and i have to give my grandma all the credit y'all i grew up with my grandma <laughs> too and this mm-hmm. was grandma all day and it has always stuck with me um when it comes to just my love of fashion i say that comes from her because she's always oh. loved clothes and perfume and all these things and so one thing she has always taught me from since i was a little girl is you know it doesn't matter how big skinny whatever you are when you wear clothes, wear clothes that fit your body shape because that's always going to look good on you. And so I grew up with this kind of idea of wh- how I know my clothes, what, how I wanted them to fit and mm-hmm. what my shape was. And, you know, I think that is something good to know just because it saves you time trying on clothes. <laughs> In a sense, you kind of know what fits your body. And again, you can look good at any size but you have Mm -hmm. to know your body and dress for your body and that's something she's always taught me that was a big that's huge that's Mm -hmm. huge um and and unfortunately i don't even know about trying on clothes now are we allowed to do that probably not now i think you can send Uh, some back maybe some uh, places will let you not some places won't actually now I went to Belk and I took I took a TMI, but I took a bra back and <laughs> did they take um, it? <laughs> it was something that they had sent me in from online, and I was able to return it and get my money okay. for it. So I appreciated that, but like I, that bra like, I really probably so, <laughs> but I really like even with going in like shoe stores and stuff. I'm like, yeah. So are mm-hmm. we allowed to try on shoes? That is a good. Qu- I don't even think they know now. Like. <laughs> I'm kind of like, please know your shoe size and try as hard as you can to get the right size because you like you just need mm. to try. You you may have to like send back three or four times, but you're yeah. gonna get there. Yeah, eventually you will know. <laughs> you will know what brand you and it might. You know what this might actually help us. You know, as people to know our bodies better because yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, don't think I've seen anyone trying. No. I'm going to have to observe. I'm going to have to pay attention to that because I'm curious now, too. Um, I know those makeup testing stations are closed mm, down. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I love support mm. going in, just dibbling I and dabbling. It. It's That's over. Right. No more swatching. <laughs> no, no. I'm so it's sorry, over. guys. Again. It's over it's now. now. <laughs> I'm done. I like how we both just like chimed in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, now this last one, actually this last one meant a lot to me. And this, I guarantee if we called my mom right now, she wouldn't even remember that she said this. Um, but <laughs> this actually goes back to 
the time, this was maybe a couple weeks ago when I was really kind of contemplating that big decision about should I, what school should I choose to go to? I had gotten accepted into a few and I had to make a decision and I was just, you know, praying and all these things. And I remember I was on the phone with my mom one day and I was, you know, just kind of given the pros and cons and kind of what the, what the logical thing to do is, you know what? Out of nowhere, and if you guys don't know my mom, I would, you know, my mom would love for me to just be with her always. You know, she, that's just the truth. I'm the only girl and I'm the youngest. So, um, but she said this, she said, sometimes you find out that the decision that seemed illogical was actually logical all along. And Mm -hmm. I was like, like in that moment, I was like, I feel like that was just, an epiphany moment of wisdom that I really needed. Mm -hmm. And there's something about that to me that has always stuck with me. And and again, I bet she wouldn't remember she said it, but that really helped clarify the decision I knew I needed to make. And so that's one thing I learned is that, you know what, sometimes the decisions don't seem logical, Mm -hmm. but then it's crazy because once you make that seemingly, and I'm doing air quotes right now, y'all like illogical decision, um, you find out, yeah, actually, logically, this does make sense, but you have to make the decision first. And so that thing really, it hit me. And that's one I will take with me always. Sometimes you do need to make the logical decision. Y'all don't take my words and run with it like that, literally. But, you know, for the most part, for me, I needed that. So, yes, those are my yeah. five things that mama, grandma, and aunties taught me, y'all. <laughs> yay yay and you it know when you, when you say um logical you know or illogical is most mm. logical it reminds me of the way up is down sometimes uh-huh. the way the way right is left whatever the case Ooh, is yeah yeah exactly and with that being said mm. i just got That's an good. email notification don't you love like you get notifications and you're in the middle of a really important well, you conversation know, that's when you get them you know that's when someone calls not yeah. of course i'm like please stop like it's yeah. sunday night do you have any boundaries hey thank you but you know that's a whole nother maybe we need to do another I, y'all we just getting ideas for. <laughs> i'm sorry anywho <laughs> So we hope you're enjoying this. So you, you just heard Ashley give her five of our top 10 things that we have learned from mamas, from the strong women mm-hmm. in our lives, right? The ones mm-hmm. who have been there for us. I am going to <laughs> take us away. Told, yeah, I told Ashley one of these already, um, <laughs> which which is naturally this. And for some of you, this isn't going to make a hill of beans of sense for others of you. It beans. will. Yeah. Hill of beans, like Goya. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't go. Or, mm, okay. I'm trying. Ooh. I'm trying not to. Um, I have to take my glasses off for this. Uh-oh. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to count them down. So <laughs> number five, wear a girdle and let me tell you that's why. right <laughs> okay i love my mom mm. but i learned from an early age the importance of a girdle now i was ne- mm. never a skinny child but even so um mm-hmm. wearing a girdle was just normal everybody mm-hmm. did it you cinched in <laughs> your body when it was time to go to church when it was time Ooh. to wear clothes 
you wore a, gore, a girdle. I'm not talking about like when you were like wearing jeans or like shorts or whatever, but like if you're mm-hmm. going for an occasion to church, you're getting dressed up. And we, by the way, we wore stockings all the time. There mm-hmm. wasn't a time where I went bare legged, like to <laughs> church or something. Like we wore stockings, That's pantyhose right. for those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar with mm-hmm. that tight. Some of you may be familiar with that term. But we wore them uh, with everything. Mm. And that used to be a staple of even the professional environment. You mm. did not wear, you didn't go bare legged. That's right. Um, so, but wearing a girdle was important. And it was something that I learned was essential to, you know, um, just cinching things in and looking even more put together, which, mm. which I think is important. Because for my mom, visuals are very important. And so she's, she really passed down that to me, which is interesting because I think visuals are important, but I'm also in mental health. So mm-hmm. I understand the importance of the internal. Like your external can be fantastic, mm-hmm. but a lot of people's internals are very messy. Yeah. And I think, of course, it's more important to clean up your mess on the inside because then on the outside you look even more radiant when your yeah, mess has been right. cleaned up. But Ooh, that's good. wearing a girdle was something I learned early. And so some of you may know them as spanks. I don't care what they call that's them. Right. It's still a girdle. Okay. That's it right. cinches you in. It, you know, kind of gets rid of some of the roles and things that you don't want showing. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're not appreciative of your body. What it is, is it's just a way to hold everything in. It makes you look better in your clothes. It does. And your clothes hang better on you. They do. They just flow. They do. And Mm -hmm. I know some of y'all didn't want to hear that today. (laughs) <laughs> some of you are like, well, I don't feel like I need to do that. They need to love me, roles and all. I'm like, it's not about they, it's about no, you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I need for so, something to hold me together. Huh? Hold me in. Right? Okay. Oh, especially when I would go out to like, like, you know, really get dressed up. Ooh, oh, hold me yeah. all the way in. That's, I just when would I not use now, the restroom. No, I wouldn't no. go to the restroom. Now, at don't all, okay? do that. That's going to take you about 20 <laughs> minutes. Just. <laughs> Because rolling uh, some spanks back up or something. Exactly. Mm-mm. No, you just, you now just, you might be a little bit dehydrated, but <laughs> just don't drink a lot. Because, exactly. Uh-uh. So important. <laughs> and then the one. other thing. So number four, um, I went to work late with my mom a lot of times, mm. especially when I was younger mm-hmm. and younger, like probably between the ages of like, five and mm, I'd say 12 ish. Um, I'd be at work late with her. And I think that's where I built the idea that I really didn't want to work for someone the rest of my life Uh, mm -hmm. uh, was because I saw how hard she was working. Mm -hmm. And so that whole value of working hard was huge. Mm -hmm. Like work hard, work long, show yourself to be invaluable like to the people that you are working for Mm -hmm. and that in her mind was work hard work long Mm. so I learned that which I find myself doing interestingly enough Mm -hmm. that I never said I would do but I do do it and I think that the the important thing is 
is that it taught me legacy building for my generation would be to create uh, businesses and opportunities Mm. for myself and for the people coming after me so that they wouldn't have to work as hard and as long. Yeah. So it was like, I saw her Mm. work hard and work long. And then I felt like my opportunity was to, to learn how not to do that. Mm. So to speak, not that she was wrong, because she wasn't. Yeah. She was right. But she also planted, helped me to understand and see that no, working hard and working long for someone else, while that's great, mm. the next generation should be responsible for creating a legacy for the family that's a financial legacy that goes beyond generation to generation that's right so that no one is worrying about money mm-hmm. so that i can go wherever i want to go do what i want to do without having to worry about well you know what i've got to well let's see how much is in the bank today i don't mm-hmm. know you know so that i think is really important that's my number four mm-hmm. number three is caring about the community my mom has always been very community oriented and all my family mm-hmm. because the community was everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't, uh, didn't grow up in an individualistic society. And a lot of people think that about America. Oh, you guys are so individualistic and what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't grow up in that kind of community. I grew up in a community where you, um, everybody banded together where mm-hmm. we all, everybody knew each other and, and you were a part of a village, uh, basically a village where everyone had a hand in mentoring, you know, rearing, helping you to, you know, shape your mindset. And so I never, you know, really, and it wasn't until I left that environment Mm. that I saw more individualism. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 kind of was interesting Mm. because, sure, I had to buy into that whole American ideal, cultural idea of individualism, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can Mm -hmm. do it. You can make it. Hustle, 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 and you'll do great. You know, you got to do it for you. It's all about you. I I think we all in some ways bought into that. But Mm. my mom always taught me no matter what, that the community is important. And when you invest in your community and investing in people is more important than just kind of I, me, my mentality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's really what I call it, the I, me, my mentality. So Mm. that um, was a big one for me and I think I also saw that of course from grandma and aunties everyone cared and even though when my mom calls me to tell me about somebody or something has happened and I might roll my eyes a little bit (laughs) I still recognize the importance Mm -hmm. of community you know because a lot of people don't even know their neighbors yeah and you know I can say when I go home you know, everybody asks my mom, well, how's Joy? Mm-hmm. There's never a point where people are just doing whatever they, you know, oh, well, hey, bye. That's just not how I was raised in the community that I was raised in. And so I don't, um, you know, I, I think that it, it, 
it's really concerning when I see people that are just, you know, about themselves and that's all. Yeah. Because I know that's not the way community should be. So that's where, what I learned from her. That's good. And then also number two, I think that was number three, number two, Uh pretty hurts. Pretty hurts. I've said this in previous podcasts, Mm. pretty hurts. Okay. Uh Um, whether it was getting the creamy crack on my hair, uh-huh. which is a relaxer. Those of you who don't know what that is, look it up. Uh-huh. The reality is it pretty hurts. And whether it be waxing, uh, you uh-huh. know, getting your hair done, going to the doctor for different things, pretty hurts. Uh-huh. Um, and... It while it's great, the visuals are important. I think number two is more so sometimes, you know, my mom taught me you have to endure some of the processes mm-hmm. that you have to go through to be beautiful. That's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, in so many ways, yeah, it's true. I mean, even like, you know, working out or trying to be fit or eat right. Even in that, it's hard. It's challenging. Yeah. It hurts sometimes. It does. Like physically, like you can feel the hurt yeah. sometimes of just wanting to or trying to get to that level of as being aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of preparation that goes into that. And a lot of people know Beyonce, we didn't wake up like this. And right. Even Beyonce <laughs> has a song called Pretty Hurts because it does. Yeah, absolutely. Sitting in the, the beauty chair, Ooh, going to the spa, mm, all mm, the mm. things that we do to, you know, get ourselves looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that from Mama. It does. Mm-hmm. That's true. You, you, it does. And Grandma, too. Yeah. You know, that's it right. just, that's just it. So mm-hmm. I do think that. While that may sound negative, the reality is it also taught me that we women are held to a different standard. Mm -hmm. And that's why in our last podcast, how to lose a guy in one day, you know, we were talking about image Mm -hmm. because for a lot of people, they don't want to really, a lot of guys may not want to really see what you look like (laughs) underneath all that stuff. Oh yeah. They may say, "Oh, I want to see your natural self." Hmm. But a lot of times and and I learned this from mom, a lot of times they don't really want to. Yeah. That's reality. So That's true. And number 1, and I'm sure there are more. There's so so many more. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. being proud of of who I am as a uh as a as a black woman, as yeah. a woman, as an African American woman, being proud of that. Yeah. But she taught me to stack my cultural portfolio. Mm. And I must say, you know, stacking it, but also remembering who you are and where you mm. come from. So stacking the portfolio meant I need to know something about everything. Mm. Like I should be well versed in all different kinds of topics Mm -hmm. she made sure i went to summer camp she made sure i went to uh, all different kinds of things to ensure that i knew about the arts that i played instruments that i was very very Mm well-rounded so that i could hold my own in any 
room that I was in. Mm. So that's what it means to stack your cultural portfolio. Like, you know, some people say, well, I've never done that. I've never been there. I've never. Uh And I'm like, well, you have to push yourself to go to those things, you know, like to go to the ballet, to know what opera is. Oh, the, yeah. that was that's what it means to mm-hmm. stack your cultural portfolio mm-hmm. we didn't just do black quote stereotypical black things mm-hmm. because i was black i did everything mm-hmm. i knew all kinds of musical artists i knew classical music i was in various choirs mm-hmm. and sang in latin i did all kinds of things because she wanted to make sure i stacked my cultural portfolio Mm. but also remember who i was and that was important was never forget where you come from though you grow though you learn though you move on though you you know you become the person you're meant to be Mm -hmm. you always remember who you are where you come from and and what you know, my, my people, my family, yeah, my mom even had to endure to, for me to even have the life I have now. And yeah. so I think that it's the best of both worlds is that we kind of live in a dichotomy where it's like, wow, you know, be culturally diverse, know so much, go, mm-hmm. go out there, do as much as you can to learn something about every culture, every, you know, uh, kind of food all kinds of music yeah. all kinds of experiences however also remember the meat mm-hmm. who you are is so important where you come from all of that is extremely extremely important and mm-hmm. so I definitely think I learned that from mom and she made sure we went on trips we went on vacations we went places so that we to, to really so that I would know there's a huge world out here mm-hmm. and um, though I grew up in mostly a small town I knew by the time I went off to school a lot more than a lot of people mm. regarding culture that's why I didn't have it I wasn't a picky child mm-hmm. in terms of food I didn't have a lot of oh I can't eat this or, Ew, I don't like that I didn't mm-hmm. have that kind of mentality um it's why I never turned my nose up when it came to going to uh camp or Mm. you know trying new things or you know it's like okay roll your sleeves up and get in there and Mm -hmm. it's also one of the reasons why um you know I was just able to get along with all different kinds of people Mm -hmm. because I was exposed to all different kinds of people whether I liked it or I didn't yeah and so it made me have to uh, develop again that cultural portfolio which is again we have a resume but then there's also a cultural yeah. portfolio of things you've done places you've been you know, things that you've learned that you may not have learned otherwise mm-hmm. you know had you not stepped out of your comfort zone so that mm, I took from mom mm. and that was one thing she said from a very early age that she wanted for me was to make sure that Though, you know, yes, uh, you know, I, 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 we grew up in a small town that I had every advantage and opportunity yeah. to be the best person that I could be. And that was very helpful for me, many different arenas. Mm. And so, you know, I would say to any of you out there, even if you didn't have that kind of upbringing, I challenge you to develop your cultural portfolio just as you would develop a resume. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional 
about learning beyond what you were taught in school yeah. or beyond what you learned on your block. You have to be intentional about that. So That's that right. is my word of the night. I think those are all great things oh, yeah. that we learn, including I'm going to add one more. And that's <laughs> just just don't don't take any mess from a man oh don't take mess Mm. from from a man or anybody or men if you're listening just you know be have have high standards yes respect yourself yes if you can do that then you'll see you will not continue to encounter people who are um really just wanting to suck the life out of you instead Mm -hmm. you'll be able to manage that and and push past that and say thank you but no thank you but you got to respect yourself and you've got to keep your standards high don't lower your standards just because um everyone around you is just kind of in settle mode yeah don't do that either and i never really saw my mom do that um she just didn't lower her standards even you know she had opportunities to and I'm sure she she may have wanted to mm-hmm. she she always thought through things and I will say you know a lot of times when you think through things you think through them and you realize Mm-mm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. nope yeah, it's <laughs> this like, isn't not quite. <laughs> right no so respect mm-hmm. yourself respect yourself enough and I think that's a good thing that's right Oh, these are so, so good. Yeah, what we learned from mama, grandma, yes. auntie. You know what? Yes. Oh my, I'm like, y'all, I leave don't us think a we message said anything and share about it. Food. Yeah, oh, leave you us know, a message. We didn't, that's true. We didn't say anything about food. And I'm actually <laughs> glad because let me tell you oh. something, okay? Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. I learned <laughs> that I don't want to be in the kitchen all day. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, let me tell you. I don't, like, my kitchen <sighs> is the least used mm. room in my home <laughs> for a reason child mm-mm. i don't want to be in the kitchen all day no Sorry. not all day no. I, it's like i will sacrifice meal prepping if i need to but like not every day you're no mm-mm. no nope no thank you but y'all leave us a message and let us know some yep. things you learned from your mama grandma auntie yep. cousins and them Yes, yes, all of them. All of them. Yes, let us know. You can visit us at thatwednesdaylife.com. Yes. Leave us a message, chat with us, and you can also join us on Instagram at challenge.courage and Facebook at challenge.courage. We also have a Facebook page. Yes. So we'd love to hear from you on yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think that was so good, Joy. Oh, it was good. Somebody learned I'm something so today. excited. I think somebody <laughs> learned something today. That's you right. gonna learn today. Hey, happy first 10th, y'all. Happy first 10th. <laughs> Have a great rest of your week and weekend. Yes. And where, whenever you're listening to this, continue <laughs> to challenge yourself. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao!